Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show this morning. Yeah, it's for real a live show. (laughs) We're still having extreme temperatures here, so I wasn't sure this would happen today. But it is. Here I am. (laughs) I've already driven the kids into school because it said it was minus 32, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really comfortable with them being on the bus in those kind of temperatures. My bus driver, well, he's an interesting fellow. So, yeah, I uh, drove them in and then hurried back and just made it in time. Kind of um, just another indication of how our world is right now. Everything feels hectic so often. It's just, it's busy, but in a different, like, kind of a way. It's interesting. And boundaries is huge, 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 huge. You know, ever since 2019 hit, that's been what I've been working on. I even signed up for one of my hypnotherapy classes on healthy boundaries because I wanted more support. And because I know that if I'm going through it, so are you. And I will update you today on my ongoing boundary issue with my uh, parent there that I have to deal with. (laughs) Good times, good times. Is it getting easier? Yes. Is it still weird and is he still a pain in the butt? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. To all of that. (laughs) Boundaries, yep, huge, huge, huge lessons on boundaries. And it's awkward, right? Because, you know, there are just those people that you end up dealing with that have zero interest in your point of view, in why you do what you do, zero interest. They just want you to do what they want you to do, when they want you to do it, and, you know, shit hits the fan if you don't. And, yeah, no. One thing that gets me fired up, well, there's lots of things, as you all know, if you've been listening, but one thing that is coming up a lot lately is I will always advocate for kids. You know, I'm going in to deal with some stuff at the school today, and... I'm on Team Kids. I will always be on Team Kids. And I will not let, if I can do anything about it, any adults mess with that. But where I have to watch my boundaries is knowing when I can help and create change in a positive manner and when 
I'm just going to make the situation worse. Because as empaths and people who are in, you know, the industry I'm in where we just simply want to help people, we have to be aware of our own motivations and have clarity on will it actually help or is it going to make the situation worse. And I know from experience, because <laughs> I've tried it, and sometimes I just make the situation worse. So I ponder all of that. I spend a lot of time thinking and meditating on it. And don't don't be fooled. It's not like this big, huge meditation practice where I'm like in silence and totally contemplating. It's more of a, I need to work something out of my energy. I like moving meditations. I like walking in the pasture. I like petting the horses. I have a stair stepper. I need to move. Being very quiet and still, I can do, but it doesn't get me the best results when I have something to work out. That I know for myself. And so I end up, you know, really taking the time to not be reactive. So our 4-H policy is actually when something makes you upset, you have to take 24 hours before you can address it, unless you can't because it's, you know, show day or something in the moment, right? And so I've been following that just because I also know for myself I have a fiery temper and I need to make sure for myself that I'm willing to walk my talk. If I say it, I'm going to do it, right? So, yeah, quite an interesting ride. Um he behaved not very well at an event and was actually quite embarrassing. And I had to call him on it. And I do this really gently and nicely. Like, I'm good at this because I'm not being vicious or judgmental or screaming. I, But I do do it with a punch. I use words and I do make my point very succinctly and clearly and make sure that they do understand. Now, I had to do this because in the course of this last few weeks dealing with this person, I found out more and more and more. And it's time to stop. Like, no. Ever since I took over being general leader of this 4-H club in September and officially started in October, this individual has been a pain in the butt. Like, just, like, picking at me. And as I reflect back on it, no wonder, I'm surprised I haven't blown. Um, I didn't blow. But I had to address a situation, and I sent him a nicely worded email about it. You know, if his behavior did not change, he would be asked to leave the club because enough is enough. And I followed all my steps I'm supposed to follow because I did go to leaders' conference and found out, you know, how to deal with this. And I wasn't even the one that brought it up. This is not unique. This is not special. Most of the clubs are dealing with this kind of a thing, and it was fascinating. And uh, he apologized. 
in an email, and I, I, for some of it, some of it is that he didn't do that, whatever, I, when I was speaking with, you know, the person that I have to speak to about it, I said to her, she's like, well, what are you going to reply? And I said, you know, I'm just going to leave it for 24 hours. Um, I'm not unhappy with what he said. I mean, he took responsibility for some of it, so I guess that's a start. But then, but then the message, can you call me? And you know why? He wanted to tell on me. He says to my husband, do you know what your wife said to me and sent to me? And my husband said, "Uh, yes, I do. Uh, My husband's name was also on the email because we are a team. And, well, this gentleman did not know this, but I had asked my husband to not say anything, to just let me handle this because I'm better at it. I'm calmer. I'm cooler. And uh, my husband wanted to yell at this man, and I'm like, uh, he was honoring my request, and he behaved. So before he called him back, he looked at me, and I said, go ahead. I tried. You know, it didn't work. And so, yeah, they had a big fight. And this individual said some really terrible things and attacked. Now, when I'm dealing with an issue in a confrontation, I deal with the facts and you did this and this is what, how it was perceived and what energy you created. I believe you can do better. Let's address this and do better. That's not how he rolls. He was terrible. And it's one thing to attack us as volunteer leaders who spent hours making sure your children have a good experience. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but to attack other children, no. We are done. And this gentleman feels like he's in the driver's seat. He's the boss, I guess, because he said he would finish out the year and then he would reevaluate. And my husband said, fine, go ahead, reevaluate. Like, you could go now if you want. And that didn't, he didn't like that because he thought, he thought we, thinks we need him, I, I feel. And so he did, they had their fight, and then there's like, a bu- we're busy, right? We have this, a bunch of um, tasks our club's responsible for for show day. It's a huge deal. It costs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to put on our show day. And he did step up then. He sent my husband a text message that he was willing to do this, this, and this in our job book. Great. Except for one of the things is already fully taken care of. And my husband's like, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to talk to him. Like, I'll do it. I, this is my responsibility. And so I sent him an email saying, you know, oh, because he also wanted to know some clarity clarification on some of the other things that I had said and I said to him no you don't get that because those things were told to me in confidence and I did my job as a leader and got verification and we're taking care of it you're going to do better you said you would do better so do better said you would stop that's all I need said I appreciate you know your willingness to finally step up I didn't say finally but here's the thing This is the parent that complains the most and does the least. All the other families in the club 
will do anything we ask of them, and they're there for us and helping their kids, our kids, everybody's kids, like seriously. This one does not. And so, of course, you know, we, we worked really hard to make sure that we honor his busy schedule, and it's to the point now where all it's doing is creating upset feelings for the rest of the parents, and so we're done. Anyways, I sent him the email back saying, thank you, that part is done, but if you'd like to do this and this other one that you said you would do, here's the details. But I also made it very clear to him that it was my choice to behave like an adult and have him finish out his year, and I'd hope that he could have the same courtesy and respect for us. There was no reply. Do I know if he's going to do the jobs? No idea. Not even a, got it. Even so far as, one of the things he lost his mind at me for was an event that happened on the weekend that he's never, ever been to in the three years. But for some reason, it was my kid's fault that he'd never gone. My kid's fault. No, not just mine. The rest of the kid's fault. I, I Yeah, okay. This is where you're crossing a line that, you can't uncross. And so we go to this party, and we had a blast. Everybody else in the club was there. We had really a great time, as usual. And he won the grand prize because <laughs> we had to sell tickets for this event, raffle tickets. And so I sent him a text, congratulations, you won this prize. Not even a thanks for letting me know, nothing. Duly noted. Then it gets even weirder. He's now avoiding me, which really sucks for him because our paths cross for kid activities all of the time. So he's going to have to figure that out. I am choosing to have healthy boundaries for myself and not, like, go out of my way and try to have another conversation to make sure he's okay because he doesn't want that. I know he doesn't want that because he's had a couple opportunities where he could. I'm not holding a – well, no, I am holding a grudge. Having also very, very firm boundaries, very firm. Like it's a hard no. I learned at that leaders conference that as a leader I get to run the club the way I see fit, and he told me in an email that he would let me do that. And I'm going to hold him to it. So that's a boundary, right? I'm being firm in who I am and what I want to accomplish with these kids. And it's working. They are doing so amazing. One of the things is I asked if they would pay for leaders conference. And I said, you get to discuss it. You do not have to say yes to me. You guys decide. But, like, have conversations. And they did. I mean, I... I was sitting behind them, so they weren't even, like, looking at me. It wasn't like they had to, like, stare at me and say no. And I covered my ears. I mean, of course I listened because I'm proud of them. And they did what they're supposed to do. They all had a conversation. In fact, one of them even offered to pay it out of his own bank account for me. And then this other man is attacking this one? No. They did what they needed, like, needed to do and were supposed to do. They talked about how much money was in the bank account, 
you know, what we had coming up. Like they did their all the things they are supposed to do without me coaching them. Yay. And so hard no, buddy. Hard no. I'm not even just having firm boundaries, but I'm having extra firm boundaries. I'll let you finish this year, but then we're having a conversation before you get to join next year because absolutely not. Like, this isn't how it goes. This isn't what it's about. I mean, I'm leaving out a lot of details about because it's been an onslaught since October dealing with this individual. I have to pretty much hold his hand and tell him everything that's happening. And when I mentioned that, like, look, why aren't you paying attention? He informed me that that wasn't his job. That was his kids to make sure he knew. Well, then look at your kid's piece of paper because you're not and you're just texting me to make sure. Well, you've kind of lost that privilege. I'll still tell you, but I'm probably going to have a lot of attitude about it. So here's my question to you all. Do you think people recognize that their actions and their words can have consequences? I just said this to someone yesterday because, again, a different 4-H club that actually I'm not really part of, but I was supporting somebody going through a really rough thing that they did to her, and it's just it's horrible. And I said to her, too, I said, you know, I don't think people realize that their actions and their words have consequences that they might not like. And I feel like when that happens and they don't like the consequences, that they behave badly. It makes it worse. Because there's a whole lot of people that don't want to be accountable, right? For better, for worse, it is what it is. They just simply aren't willing, aren't capable, don't want to look at themselves that way. And so when it comes to boundaries, it's challenging because they don't want you to have any because if you do and say no, it gets worse. But again, we have to look at our own stuff. Like who zaps your energy? I see I have a spelling mistake here. In a hurry this morning when I wrote this up. Like, who makes your energy feel good? I had to say no to somebody this last month, too, um, who wanted some business advice. And I struggled with it because it's not that I, it, I do like this person, but I had to be really clear on myself. So she's fabulous whatever, but I am running businesses, and people do pay me <laughs> for this kind of advice, and this individual never has. And to be fair to me, I've never asked her for money, but part of it is because I don't, I think, I feel, and maybe I'm not right in this, but I'm not willing to take the chance. I feel like if I did, it would get ugly that I would completely offend this person and they wouldn't take it well because they're also running a business and are fully aware of paying for someone's services. And so I decided 
that to handle it, I was simply going to say no because I honestly don't have time. And if I can't fit it in and let my paying clients down, right, plus all the other things I'm juggling right now, it was hard. It was really hard. I tried, and I and then I get a text from her, and I, she's like, don't forget about me. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I did. Like, I just can't do it. And when I think about trying to fit it in, my energy get, feels heavy. I feel instantly tired. Like, if you listen and energetically feel my energy right this second as I talk about it, I feel heavy and tired. I really couldn't fit it in, and I couldn't let the guilt become more couldn't let that direct my decision. And I want to keep this relationship, although really if it fell apart, it w- it's, not, it's not someone that I'm with every day, so it's like a fringe relationship. But I didn't want to mess that up necessarily, but I also just couldn't fit her in. I just could not fit her in. And so... It was a good lesson for me on boundaries. And how did I feel when I said no? Guilty, but mostly relieved. <laughs> Cause, okay, so being an empath, how many of you, when there's something that you have to get done or need to fit in or it's on your mind and you're not sure how, when, where, why, all that, it, it it's like an energy like a almost a physical piece of energy that's kind of sitting there and it's in the background a little bit but it's there and you feel it and it pops in and it tries to get your attention and it's like it's like it's knocking at your door okay don't forget about me i need i need this and it's a struggle it's weird and this is what happens to me. And so it sits there like this energy, like, oh, man, I need to fit her in. Okay, let me look at my schedule. I can't today. Okay, so then you move on and you go on with your stuff, but it's still sitting there. And it's like it nags at you energetically. And so I have to either commit and make it happen and get it done or say no and let it go or else it just it's clingy, it's sticky, and it's uncomfortable. I hope that makes sense to you. I know a lot of you are empathic too, and I'm sure you understand what I'm feeling or trying to convey with this. It's weird, right? Because I know other people don't have that. <laughs> it just like, because it's like it's a tangible, energetic ball of energy or something. Something. And so, huh, boundaries have to say no sometimes and so in this hypnotherapy class that I'm taking which I've tried to listen to several times but I'm not giving up it has some really awesome information one of the things is to find strategies to enforce your healthy boundaries so this is important it's human nature for people to take the path of least resistance if they can find someone else to do it or take responsibility for it, that's what they'll do. 
And we also have to look at ourselves, right? I know when someone else is better at something than I am, and if I can get them to do it for me, heck yeah. It's when I take advantage that it's a boundary violation, when they really want to say no. But when you're an empath, you already know the answer to that. You know when they can say yes or when they can say no, or if they're saying yes and they don't really want to, you know that. So we have an advantage, right? Ooh, do you guys want some signs of unhealthy boundaries? This workbook is quite fabulous. I need to um, take some time. Ooh, binging, sweets, carbs, alcohol, shopping. The urge comes on quickly when dealing with a feeling, thought, situation, task, or person. To handle it, identify what brought it on. Questions to ask can be, what feeling, emotion, memory am I avoiding? I just bought something at the shopping channel the other day because of this. Oh, good times, good times. What situation am I trying to feel better, happier, or more motivated about? Yeah, whoops. Is this task something I truly want to do, or is it something another person needs me to do? There's a whole worksheet that came with this. So I will be um, doing an offering of energy clearing and unhealthy boundaries workshop as soon as I can fit it in. I know. There's irony there, right? I need to take a class on healthy boundaries so that I can have healthy boundaries and offer it to you. Sometimes I entertain myself in the minus 31 weather. Brr. It's been a lot right now to keep all the animals fed and healthy and make sure they're all okay because, of course, they eat more when it's cold because that's how they keep their body heat. But it's tricky because calving is coming and you don't want them to overeat because then the calves will be too big and then the cows will have trouble calving. There's a lot that goes into managing a ranch and taking care of all these lovely animals. I had to haul hay to my horses using the calf sled yesterday. They thought I was fabulous. I thought I was a little crazy. Got my workout in, though, that's for sure. Um, where is signs of healthy boundaries? There's so much in this little workbook. It's it's a lot. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, tips to decide if the boundary is healthy or not. Let's see this. By doing this, ooh, this is really good. Okay, so here's some guidelines to decide when you should draw that line in the sand and say no. So here's the first one. By doing this, Am I helping someone with something they couldn't have done by themselves? Or is it something that, if I weren't around, they'd be able to figure it out on their own? Dun, dun, dun. So if it's something 
that they could do if you weren't around and you do this for them. I tell this to people all the time. You're you're letting them know that they're not capable. If you do it for them when you do know they could do it for themselves, you're totally violating their boundaries. Um If you witness this behavior that you're receiving perpetrated upon someone else, would it strike you as wrong or unacceptable? So the way this particular parent is expressing himself and the things he's saying to me, if I saw someone else doing that to somebody else or was part of it, would I say it's acceptable? Hard no. And I am saying to him it's not acceptable, right? Here's another good one. Do you feel you're being guilted, manipulated, or coerced into doing, saying, or thinking something you wouldn't otherwise do, think, or say? Dun, dun, dun. If, If the answer to that one is yes, it's often because the other person is trying to make you uncomfortable so they can get their own way or not have to take responsibility for their own part of the situation. Yelling at us, attacking kids. Yeah. I do um, want to express my gratitude to this individual that I'm dealing with for really helping me understand boundaries and taking a stand. And actually my husband has to too. And sometimes he struggles with that more than I do. So this is good. There's a blessing in it all. And I think his kids are fabulous, and I've not changed the way I treat them, even though I don't like him. Yay me, right? Ooh, boundaries. There's just so much to unpack. So much. Here's something for you to um, ponder to help you enforce your own healthy boundaries. How can I keep myself from becoming a target for people without compromising my values? How could you do that? I do a lot of energy clearing on boundaries for people to help them get clarity on boundaries. There's just so much in this workshop, man. I need to get this done so that I can send it to you guys or teach you guys. makes me happy. Oh, here's some signs of unhealthy boundaries. Common things said by people. I just want to go along to get along and not make any waves. And we've all been there, right? We've all done that. But healthy confidence and healthy self-esteem and healthy boundaries means you know when you do make waves and when you don't. Here's another one. I'd be so much happier if I could just get that person to do what I want. Not going to work for each parent. I just want other people to like me. That one is huge. It's huge. We're uncomfortable when someone doesn't like us. And so we do whatever we can, even if it's to 
our detriment to not feel that, especially as an empath. That's what really gets us into trouble lots of times, right? Yikes. All right. It says I only have 23 minutes left in the show, and we want to do a guided meditation. Whew. I'm going to clean our chakras today because, well, seems like a good idea. <laughs> All right. So it's about the last 22 minutes of the show if you're coming back to this. Sit back in your chair. Cross your legs. Close your eyes. Now begin breathing very deeply, taking full, deep breaths. And with every breath you exhale, you'll become more deeply relaxed. (sighs) Give yourself about five nice big breaths. Breathing nicely. Nice. All right. Let's concentrate on the top of your head. You will begin to feel heavy. And this heavy, warm, really warm if you're in the freezing cold like me, could be tingly sensation. Moves from the top of your head down over your forehead and eyelids and jaw. Deeply relaxing you, warming you up if you're chilly as you concentrate on the sound of my voice. Pay no attention to any other sounds except the sound of my voice. For these sounds are just sounds of every day in life and cannot distract or disturb you, but will tend to relax you and allow you to go even deeper into this deep, heavy relaxation. Just breathing and relaxing, relaxing and breathing. This heavy feeling of relaxation that's warm is in your shoulders, down your back, through your chest area. Deeply relaxing, and breathing becomes very deep, gentle and rhythmic and this drowsy sleepy daydreaming feeling of relaxation takes over you're just able to let go drifting down deeper and deeper your arms hand and fingers are relaxing Feel your stomach muscles relaxing, deeply relaxing to your hips, your legs, downward into your knees, your shins. Everything's relaxing. Relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. I'm going to count from five to zero. With each count, you're going to be even more relaxed. Five. Four, three, two, 
Now we're going to balance and clear your chakras. Visualize deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with the Earth. Now imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from those roots. There will be two. One into the bottom of each foot. Traveling up your leg, you may feel a warm tingling sensation. Goes up your legs, into your shins, your thighs. And then those balls of white light are going to meet at your pelvis. And we're going to clean your root chakra. Clean it however feels comfortable for you if you want to. Visualize or imagine a ball spinning if you just want to feel it cleansing. Just clean it, clean it, clean it. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. This is where money worries, physical worries get stuck. You get a lot of tummy aches. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, 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 balancing, balancing, balancing. <sighs> We're cleaning and balancing this chakra so that you can become more aware. You'll know when you're out of balance. Cleaning, cleaning, balancing, balancing. Good. Let's move up to your sacral chakra. It's orange if you need that visual. And we're going to clean that one. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing. Nice. Cleaning, balancing, cleaning, balancing. Nice. 
Nice. <sighs> Feels like this one needs a little extra. Feelings, emotions, boundaries. Boundaries live here. Probably why it needs a little extra. Nice. Nice. Cleaning, balancing. Excellent. Good job. All right. <clears throat> Let's move up to our solar plexus chakra. This one's yellow. Cleaned out. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Self-direction lives here. Self-esteem. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. <sighs> Feels like you're letting go of a lot of stuff. Let's balance. Balancing, balancing. Balancing, balancing.
All right. Now let's move up Whew. to our heart chakra. It's green. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Let's move up to our throat chakra now. It's blue. Cleaning, cleaning. Ooh, this one's got a lot. Let's really just spend the time cleaning this. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Cleaning, cleaning, balancing, balancing. This one needs a little extra love. Nice. Nice. Now that one feels all clean and balanced. Let's move up to our third eye chakra and our forehead. This one can be a dark purple indigo color. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Nice. Balancing, balancing. Nice. Okay, now that that one's all clean and balanced, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our head. This one can be a pale violet color. Let's spin this ball of light until it's nice and shiny. 
spinning, spinning, cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Balancing, balancing. Let's balance that some more. Excellent. Whew. Excellent. Good job. Okay, now that that one's all cleansed and balanced, visualize or imagine or feel that ball of light above the top of your head. It's going to move down through your crown chakra, down through your head to your throat, giving a little extra cleanse or balance along the way. How about it'll give you some energy? Let's do that one. A little energy on the, on the way down infusing all your chakras, making them optimal, down through your throat, down through your chest, down through your tummy, down to your pelvis, that ball of light splits in two and travels down each leg, through your thighs, past your knees, through your shins, your ankles, out the bottoms of your feet, grounding and balancing you deep, 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 deep roots into Mother Earth. Feeling those roots anchoring themselves deeply, feeling balanced, feeling clear, feeling confident, feeling energized. You got this today. So open your eyes if they've been closed. Say your first name out loud. Come back to the room. Good job. I needed that. That felt fabulous. Well, thank you all for listening once again. Sending you all a big hug. I hope you stay warm. And um, work on those boundaries. Watch my website and my Facebook page and Twitter page for when I get this workshop figured out. And we'll work on boundaries together. Big hugs. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G. 
G-I-R-L.com. 